When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Hey guys, it's Mark. And I'm Charity. And welcome to the Case Watch Podcast. Case Watch deals with content meant for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Case Watch. Confirming the body found in Grand Teton National Park is Gabby Petito, and she was killed. We, the jury, in the above entitled action, find the defendant, Orenthal James Simpson, not guilty of the crime of murder. Late today, Chris Watts was officially charged with the murders of his wife and his two young girls. Remember these words. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. Hey guys, I wish that you could be a fly on the wall for the conversations that we have behind the scenes. <laughs> Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Wednesday. <laughs> that so, I got too. <laughs> we were just talking off air before we went hot on the mics, and Charity starts doing Soprano's voice because she it's is much it. like me, and she's binge watching Love it, it again. So good. Charity, give people what they want. Give them the Soprano's voice. <laughs> yeah, dead to me. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, are you trying to do Sopranos? And she's like, yeah. I love the Sopranos. It is such a good. Do you know? Actually, I watched the. Um, what is the the newer one? Yeah, that's his real son in real life. You know, yes, he I looks actually, just like him. I liked it. I didn't see it. And I heard it was really good. So, that's my next one I'll have to watch. His here's what you know. Here's what pe- different people think. So, you had the Breaking Bad one, yeah, and then you had that movie that came out after mm-hmm. that made for. T- I hated it. Better Call Saul. No, no, no. I love Better Call Saul. Oh, but you they do. Came out with that was it. Grand, whatever it was, they came out with one where they went with Jesse Pinkman. What happened after? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We watched that. I didn't and watch I it. I loved, love, 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 love Breaking Bad. I love Breaking Bad. Hated the spinoff. Really? I hated it. I thought it was the worst thing. I look over at Kristen and she's in tears and loved it. it yeah, it it all depends on perspective. So I, that, I would like to get into. Yep. So I, uh, well, people, hold on, let me. Oh, finish. sorry, sorry. I didn't so then we finish. just watched the second. The Sopranos thing of you know what Tony Soprano when he was younger a pre- the prequel it was, it was just, that was just it's a, a movie prequel. right it, yes okay I loved it and did she not I looked over at her and I said that was amazing and she's like yeah if you like dumb crap oh and I was like what wait what does she like gangster type she loves it she hmm. loved the Sopranos she loved it she hated the hated the the prequel interesting you know, I'll have to watch it and give you my opinion a lot of people hated it. But huh. then again, 
I will go into a movie that's got like a 10% Rotten Tomatoes rating. And you'll like and it. I freaking love it. Like what's that stupid one with the people, the any, girl's body that was slit in half and her legs were still moving? Insert any movie that Mark <laughs> likes, it's usually panned by the critics. <laughs> there was a movie that I watched that I thought was funny called Tusk. Guys, go watch it. It's a great movie. That's no, all I'll say. No, you we've, you tried to tell this, him to watch this before. We've done this to the listeners I've never before. seen that. Guys, go watch Tusk. Let me know how much you like it. Uh, you know what I t- series I just recently watched, and I um I don't know if a third season's coming out. Is the White Lotus? Now I don't know anything about it. I know it's won a ton of awards, and I, yeah. I'm aware it's in society. So I watched it, and people were saying, "Oh, there's all these conspiracy theories, and like there's all this stuff." And I was watching, I'm like, "I don't get it. I don't get it." So we watched the last episode two days after. I'm like. Oh my God, this is what I think has happened from the beginning of the first episode of the first season that carried on to the second. I'm not going to say it, but. Would I like it? I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have to at least look at the synopsis and see if it's something that's Because if we, alley. you might watch it and not like it, but then when we talk about it, you might go, oh, I didn't even think of that. Hmm. Yeah. All right, now I got to check it out. It's not. It's it's a quick watch. It's not like crazy long. Maybe I will have by this. People that, that don't realize me and Charity stack episodes a couple times. Yes. If you're listening to this episode right now, Mark is in Daytona Beach, Florida, for Speed Week. He better be wearing his sunblock. I'm gonna be red as a lobster. Oh god! Wearing cutoff jeans. Shorts oh my god! That, I will pay. Just please post pictures. I'm gonna have them be like. What do you call them? Uh, ball dabblers that they just barely go below. I don't know why I just thought of this, but I just saw it. <laughs> and it, no, this is nothing against you, but I just saw an advertisement that Beavis and Butthead were coming back. Really? You and I could be Beavis and Butthead. Oh, 100%. It be, which one's the blonde? Beavis? I mix them up and all butthead? the time. Because we literally say things like they do, and then we go, huh, 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 huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's all bathroom humor. I just saw that right They're before like, I came over. Kicks my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I do a bad beefs and butthead. My oh. friend used to do it in high school. That was great. Like we, that's the stuff we used to do in high school. We weren't plotting deaths of family members like in the last case. Oh, that's that. Oh, that's still set. With I know me. it's sad, isn't it? So, anyways, while you guys, I hope you're in nice cold climates while Mark is in Daytona. That's not nice. It's, watch it be like a hurricane and rain the entire week. Oh, I there. hope not. This horrible stuff going on with the earthquakes and stuff. And oh my God, I don't like to think about let's, that. Let's be positive. This is Mark's this is first positive. time in, in Florida for, I think the last time I was there. I was think 16. you're going to have. A, yeah, Mark was a little bit on the poopy side when I got here today and down in the dumps. And I had to be his biggest cheerleader. Yeah. I'm carrying this this partnership right now with that with the positivity guys. There wasn't a lot of positivity coming out <laughs> no, of Mark. No, I was like, stop together. talking. What are you? You're making me feel down right now. I'm a realist. That's fine. You could be a realist. I want certain things in life to be ahead of where they are. Right, but if you put it into the universe, it will be. Guys, we want to have the number one podcast. Make in the it world. happen. <laughs> Right, it's in the universe now. Let, let's make us up there with the the top true crime podcast yes. in the world. Make it happen, guys. Lately, if anyone can, I've they been will. bummed. Yeah, that's all. Yep. I don't all feel good. the accolades and love as much as we used to. I get. always feel the love from the crime creeps. But. I do. We have uh, 
this is not saying anything negative because we have one of the biggest in the, supportive group oh of my people God, in the Case Watch Crime Creep group. Yep. I love each and every one of them. They all make me laugh. They're all so much different. Oh, and they get us. Let me show you something I received, Mark. Oh, boy. Um, this is from our friend Shannon Krabs, who's definitely a guy, as I stated. <laughs> He sent me this. I forgot this conversation, and in my head, I just went, "Oh, she has an unfortunate name again." No, I did it again. So he just sent me a picture, and it it was a toilet, and the toilet seat's like blown apart, like something blew up in it. Feels like I've been there. He goes, "I truly don't know why I thought of you and Mark." Yes, they get us. He gets us. I love it. Do you know what's funnier? Shannon Craps sent you a picture of a blown up toilet. That's. Someone could, oh, I get it. Yes, yes. Well, it all comes together. It's like if Mark sent a picture of, like, if my if my last name was beer and I sent you a, a picture of, like, you know, a thing of beer smashed on the floor, it would make sense. Exactly. Shannon craps, blows up toilets. Yeah. Was that a picture you took, Shannon? I don't think so. It looked like one that had been posted, but I think, it, I love that he thought of us. The fact that... I go out in my kitchen every day and I pour a drink in my Case Watch Crime Creep group. Yes. Cup that uh, Victoria sent me for Christmas. Me too, yep. I love it. I, I love ate it every single bit of food that was sent to me. Mm-hmm. It was delicious for Christmas. People thought of us. Do you, that Five years ago, I would have never thought of that. No. Do you know what I got Kristen for Christmas? What? Nothing. See? You know what Kristen got me for Christmas? Nothing. Nothing. You Do you know what Victoria got me for Christmas? A cup I use every day. Yes, but you and Chris, Kristen got each other for Christmas. I want, like, tangible crap. Well, then next year, Actually, make a list. no, no, no. We bought each other our recliners. Right. Our Joey and Chandler and, recliners. And I do believe that she received a beautiful ring. Did she? I don't think it was for Christmas. It wasn't for Christmas. No, no. But it was before Christmas. Yeah, but, but we have zero plans of getting married. But I'm just sick of being almost 50 and saying... My girlfriend? My girlfriend, because that's just Well, you got to start saying your fiancé on here. No, then. I refuse to say that. Oh, my God, I can't. That is best. the worst word in the world. Fiancé. I like to say it like that. I have a friend who got engaged, and I swear to God, he tries to shove my fiancé yeah. down my throat at yep. least 30 times a day. I just look at him and say, dude, I hope she breaks up with you. At oh, this my point. God, you Because I... Me. Do not want to hear my fiance he ever not. again. I I would love a donut. I'm starving. <laughs> he said donut. Down and the I road. was just telling about how I made homemade meatballs at home, and they're they're now sitting they're swimming in their little crock pot right now. There is a place down the street from here that was voted the number one donut place in the country numerous times. Yes, and it's not far from us. Nope. And I go there and get donuts all the time. Donuts. And I like the Boston cream. They're of course, so delicious. You do. I, I go in there and I'm like, I'll take 12 of those. And I walk out. And then he happy. comes home and there's only two. I come home and Just there's kidding. like, I come home and I say to Kristen, I'm like, look, I got a six they, donuts. Oh, they only had two left. <laughs> I got a six. I ate the other six on the way here. I got a sixer. All right. Let's, let's move on. Oh, you that know what I have? Though. You know What's what I that? have? Guys, 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 guys. I have some do we, triple should, do D's. Do we something special? Yeah. Here we go. Triple D's, guys, coming at you. I wish I had a sounder for that. Here, you get a meow. No, meow. you know what we need is like a a, a crowd crap it, crapping, <laughs> clapping. I probably have that somewhere. On right? Here. You, I'm just too lazy to you look. You must. I have to. Because it's so exciting. Let's see. Do, 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 do. No, I took all the sounds off of oh, this. All right. Well, that's all right. Um, I'm, I'm clapping. Nope. 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 
Hey! Yay! Yeah, yeah, see, it. I like that. That one's good. All right, yeah. ready? Oh, yeah, I was always There we go. Ready. Sound effects day, day here. So it's funny Force. that we were just talking about donuts because you know the joke about police enjoying donuts, right? Yes. I personally never really understood that one, although I have seen many police officers leave their cars running in front of the dunks to run in for a coffee. Well, three NYPD police officers were sitting in a Dunkin' backslash Baskin Robbins <laughs> enjoying Even better. some delicious treats. Apparently, one of the cops had a hankering for some cake batter ice cream. As they were chatting away, a man- Charity, I'll be back in a half hour. I'm going to go get- What's that? Cake Cold batter. Stone, no, Cold Stone Creamery is oh, not there you far go. from here. I'm going to go get some. I can't with him. As they were chatting away, a man walked in, probably wanting some of that cake batter ice cream as well. Who knows? Anyway, the fellow's pants must have been baggy because they kept he kept adjusting them. And during the adjustment process, a gun fell out of his pantaloons and hit the ground right in front of the three cops. Oh, and the gun was fully loaded and ready to go. Uh-oh. The officers quickly jumped to action and took the man into custody. You see, the man had happened to be a repeat felon, and those officers were at the right place at the right time. It is unclear if the felon had already placed his order before heading to the clink. I just had to throw the clink in there because you guys know how much I love the words, the clink. Or you need clink. to try to work that in to the next episode. It's we one do of my too. favorites. The clink. That and Shank. I don't know why. What's with they me? They took me to the cleaners, I tell you. The cleaners. This next story of stupidness happened in Sugarland, Texas. I love that name. Why couldn't the donut place be from Sugarland? Sugarland, Texas is a wonderful name. I'm looking it up while you talk. Sugarland, Texas. Mm-hmm. I want to see it. Two men broke into a Best Buy around 3 a.m., snatching and grabbing as many big ticket items as they could, laptops, etc. They obviously set the alarm off, so had to work quickly and get out of the store. Well, they were in such a frenzy, one of the men accidentally butt-dialed 911 from his phone. <laughs> Love that. It never gets old. Needless to say, the police were able to find the men easily and arrest them. You know, this one, to me, really is a classic Right? It's a classic triple day. It, it, it is. It never it's, gets old. You called the police on yourself with your butt. Douchebag. Yeah. It was like a divine intervention. You see, Your Honor, if it wasn't for my own stupidity, I wouldn't have been caught. That's right. I just looked up Sugarland, Texas. It looks lovely. Very nice looking area. I think it is. So I have a couple more. All right. Um, you know those electric carts slash scooters you see at grocery stores, Walmarts, etc.? Yes. Mark carts. Well. This next little story involves one of those. So everyone get a nice little mental picture before I continue. Oh, his eyes right. are closed. My eyes are closed. A woman named Sally Selby. Say that one 10 times fast. Sally Selby. <laughs> I won't go any more than that. Anyway, one Friday morning, Sally was visiting the local Walmart in Crossville, Tennessee. She must have been doing a little shopping with the help of one of those scooter carts before starting her day. His eyes are still closed, guys. Yeah, I'm picturing it. Well, what does Sally look like? Sally has short hair. She wears glasses. She's 60-plus years old. Uh, she's wearing a muumu. Okay. That's my picture. So and she's on a mark cart. So uh, when I read this story, there were comments underneath, and there was that pretty much depicts what people said. Wow. <laughs> my eyes are still closed. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm picturing this. I have a okay. Walmart story for you after, too. Well- she must have really liked the scooter because she drove it right out of the store. Not to her car, but right down Highway 127. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. She was safe. She stayed in the slow lane. 
I like the, I like the <laughs> clearly the thoughts here. Clearly, the theft was noticed by Walmart employees, and the police were called to the scene. The pursuit was a slow one, but Sally was fine. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. They pulled over. I get a mental picture of the police with this sirens on. When asked why uh. she stole the scooter, she said that she only took it to go to the Waffle House for a cup of coffee. I mean, what's the big deal? I want to go to a Waffle House. I've never been. No, it would be really funny. What's that? If she made it all the way to the Waffle House, had her coffee, but then the scooter ran out of power <laughs> and then wasn't able to make it back and had to call somebody. I love this. That was a good one. I agree. All right. Story time real quick. Cause Love it's story. something that I've noticed on Facebook lately. So there's a Walmart in Auburn, Maine. Okay. At this Walmart, there is a stop sign right in front of the store. And it's been hit a billion times. Cars have like hit it and rolled over. There's been head on collisions because Why? of this pole. I don't know, but there's now on Facebook, there's groups dedicated to it, the Auburn Walmart poll. That's amazing. So Walmart decided that they would do the right thing and put some of those cement jersey barriers around yeah. it so people would stop hitting it. Flash forward to yesterday, somebody oh. drove over the top of said jersey barriers no. and took out the poll again. 
Oh this my is God. a thing, Charity. Everybody needs to go on and just type in Auburn, Maine, Walmart stop sign. I'm doing it as soon as or I leave Or Walmart it. poll. There's groups dedicated to it. It's hilarious. There's thousands of pictures of people on top of this poll, sideways, smash through it. This has been going on since they put this poll there, and it's become like a the thing. talk of the town. It's now the talk of Case Watch Podcast. Wow. It's made it big time now. You guys got like on a D-level podcast that sometimes <laughs> talks about true crime, and other times Mark just talks to hear his voice. <laughs> All right. Other than that, I mean- That's good. I'm going to look that up after. Do yourself a flavor. Check it out. Flavor. Okay. This is the last triple D, and it's a good one. They all are, but a 29-year-old woman named Jamie Kraft was driving around in her 2001 Pontiac Grand Am. Well, hammered. Those are good cars back in the day. She was hammered. There was a chick in high school that I was trying to date that drove a Grand Am. It wasn't a 2001 because I'm older than that, but that was a cool-looking car. Were you trying to get into her pants, so they say? That's so inappropriate. Yeah. Okay. Out of all the things we've said on this podcast. Tell the people what you tell my lovely lady every time we come in to record. Oh, well, they know that we're going to go pound it out. But today I said, I went right over to her and I put my hand on her shoulder and I say, I said, we'll be back. Mark and I go to pound town. (laughs) And then I did my universal. And I asked Jared, he's like, do you have a map to pound town? I'm not familiar with it. (laughs) I don't know this, I said, just this follow, town you mean. Just follow me. It's just down here, down the hallway. All right, let's talk about this other lady. Okay, so she was hammered. She was so drunk, she crashed her beloved car into a mobile home in Jonesboro, Arkansas. She was aware enough after the crash to realize she would be in a horrible trouble if she didn't flee the scene, Mark, because, you know, nobody else would know it was her car with her license plate and stuff, right? All right, food for thought. <laughs> she left because she was hammered. So the first thing that you need to do is if that happens, like not if you really, I mean, this isn't Mark giving crime advice. What are you going to say? What are you saying, Mark? If you take off and leave the scene of an accident drunk and go home, the first thing you do is open up a beer and start drinking and then say you were so upset that you crashed your car that you came home and started drinking and now you're drunk. Well, Because now they cannot prove if you were drunk when the accident happened or after. Oh, You will get charged with leaving the scene of a crime, but... You'll live on to be drunk again. Interesting. Well, I do not condone drunk driving, and I no. hate people that drive drunk. And this is not what happened in this case. Okay. She did what anyone else would do and scanned the area to see if there was a getaway vehicle. Yeah, she's doubling down. She spotted a child's Power Wheels truck and knew that was her only chance for a quick getaway. Wait, what? <laughs> Guys, I wasn't drunk at the time, but I am going to admit that I have driven a Power Wheels Jeep and a four-wheeler before. <laughs> And they go really slow. And my knees touch my <laughs> touch my chin. Get a mental picture of that, guys. What song is that from? I don't know. I love it when your knees touch your elbows. Oh, that was a rap. It was. No, that's just because I was I'm a tall woman trying to sit on a <laughs> It was fun, guys. I'm sorry. Oh, I almost feel like it was Nelly sung it. Continue on. Okay. I'm looking this up, and anyway, I will interrupt. As you can imagine, the police were able to apprehend this genius, as Mark says, very easily. Her blood alcohol was at .217, almost three times the legal limit. She was charged with public intoxication, refusal to submit, disorderly conduct, leaving the scene of an accident with property damage, and driving without a license. So she didn't even have a license. So clearly this was, wasn't Jamie's first offense. 
I think she should also been charged with stupidity. <laughs> you think? I mean, not for driving the power wheels. That that's fun. I mean, she should have been doing it while she was drunk. But she thought she could get away. So, you know, that's what happened. It's called Let Me In Now by oh. Saint oh. Lunatics. But I heard it. This is going to date me. Nelly sings it in a performance in, at the Super Bowl halftime show that he came out with uh, Aerosmith, Britney Spears, and NSYNC. This makes me sound like a real... Real idiot, but back then I was really into NSYNC and I really loved Aerosmith. I loved NSYNC. I still love them. I know. <laughs> There's that commercial on TV. I love boy bands. I think they're great. <laughs> Have you seen the one where she goes, smells this boy band shirt? She's like, I got to throw this away. And then the poster on the wall. Six, that's, Tell me why. Yes. I, I love that commercial. Uh, it's That's among my top commercials right now. Everyone loves how I have my top commercials. Yeah, they do, Mark. That one's a great one. They're Markisms. It is. That's a great commercial. Yep. Um, still hanging in there is Paprika. Paprika. That's a that good word. One too. And me and Kristen watch uh Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives all the time. I love watching that. And every time they're going to Aren't we going to... To uh, bleach your tips. Whoa, hello. <laughs> we can. Um, every time we're watching that, they're re- listing off ingredients. Whenever they say paprika, she knows it's coming. You just can't help yourself. I can't. I just paprika. I bet that she doesn't get irritated or annoyed with that at all. I don't care if she does. I know. I'm I'm living my life. He's living his life, guys. That's true. It is. Um, so today, I thought we should talk about a couple of cases of missing persons that may never be found very sad. Okay. Now we have recently talked about and heard about some cases where now with all of those DNA people sending away for their DNA and stuff, they're finding they're able to close cold cases because they're able to find people through relatives, which is amazing. And I Touch base on this before. And how I, cases were solved. Yes. This. What is your feeling on that? Forensic genealogy. Say they find your DNA from not your own doing. From To me, it's kind of an overreach. Mm. I don't agree with it. Because basically, we, in my mind, we're building up a DNA database nationwide. You tell me that, like, ancestry or... Three, two, one, or whatever these places are, they're not sending every bit of this to the government. Of course they are. That's how they're they finding these killers, which is right. great. They're coming off the uh they're they're coming off and being found. Right. But at the end of the day, it's just like at this point, why don't we just pull a DNA sample and tie it to you for the rest of your life? Well, I mean, but let's start t- tattooing barcodes on your neck. But I you will get what say I'm saying? I do, but I will say that it's a choice. What's a choice? To to send your DNA to one of these places. You don't have to do it. Okay, but my second cousin's brother's offspring decides to send in DNA, and now I'm in jail because of something that I didn't upload my DNA in, but they found me because of them uploading something else. Yeah, but are you the criminal? If I was, yeah. Well, then you should go to jail. But at the same token, (laughs) I'm not for big database, I guess. Yeah. Big government. Yep. I don't know. Just food for thought. Just food for thought. But I'm happy they are in jail. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm I'm hoping that I don't know. I just always feel so sad when there's there's cases. You know what I mean? It's hard enough when people we care about go missing, but what's even more difficult is when they aren't found. 100%. Having no no closure must be the most heart wrenching thing to go through emotionally. 
following leads just to be disappointed over and over. Days passing by turning into weeks that turn into months and can turn into years in many cases. Many missing people don't even have loved ones that even care to notice them missing. And to me, that is just so sad. No acknowledgement of life is truly heartless. Today, we're going to be talking about a couple of cases of missing people that have never been found. And that is sad. So let's start with a missing person sent to us by, again, Shannon Kreps. And he actually sent this to me a while ago. I've had this. So this is in. this is pre-toilet picture. This was pre-toilet. This, yeah, and then he really got to know us, clearly. Yes. <laughs> He's like, at first I thought you were only cool enough to send cases to, but now, now I can send pictures of toilets that I blow up. When When I, yeah, now that I know you guys, this is what I'm sending you. I love it. Okay, so on September 24th, 2022, Columbia SC Police Chief Skip Holbrook announced the 30-year anniversary of the disappearance of 23-year-old, at the time, Dale Dinwiddie. Dale Dinwiddie lived in Columbia, South Carolina with her parents, Dan and Jean, and her, at the time, 16-year-old brother, Drew. Dale had moved home after getting an art history degree at Randolph Macon College in Lynchburg, VA. She was at home waiting to start going to start going to USC. While she was waiting for the college semester to start, she enjoyed taking art classes and even volunteered at the Columbia Museum of Fine Arts. To make a little cash on the side, she babysat and at the time, eight-year-old little boy of family mem- family friends named John. In fact, Dale was supposed to get little John at the bus stop after school on the day she went missing and bring him home. This was part of her duties, apparently. So, she just sounds like a young, smart, responsible young woman with her whole life ahead of her. You know what I mean? Continuing mm-hmm. her career. She's not just sitting around. She's doing things, you know? It was the morning of the 24th of September, 1992. Dale's father, Dan, woke up to let the dog outside in around 6.15 a.m. Noticed Dale. Dale's room had been left the same way it was when she was home. Her lights were still on and her radio was still playing. He quickly checked with his wife and son, Wondering if Dale may have mentioned to either of them that she was planning to sleep over a friend's house that night before. They both said no. They hadn't talked to her about that at all. This threw the family into a panic. Dale would never just sleep outside the home without letting anyone know. Can I, I, I need some clarification yep. on something. What time was this that he discovered that? 6.45 a.m. Hold on. 6.15 a.m. in the morning. He woke up early she, to let the dogs right, so out. She, he woke up early to let the dogs out, but then discovered the room... The lights were on. The radio was on. From like the night before. Was she there the night before? I'm going to get it. Okay. In my head, I'm like, what's going on here? Um, So um, let me find out where I am now. So Dale would never just sleep outside the home, like I said, without letting anyone know. And she was also responsible enough that if she needed a ride, like if she had too much to drink, she knew she could call her parents and they would pick her up. Apparently they, they had done that for her before. They had this open like... Don't get in a car with someone who's been drinking. I'm going to say this very clearly because I'm very, very, very big on drunk driving. Yep. Do not ever, parents, make it to your children that drunk, you know, calling you because you're drunk is a bad thing. Right. Because then they'll make bad decisions. That's correct. Is it frowned upon to have your kid be drunk? Of course it is. Right. Do you know what's frowned upon more? Your kid in the ground because they decided to try to drive home because they were too scared to call you for a ride. Yep. My phone to my daughter was always open that if this happened, you just call me. Absolutely. I would rather go get you drunk, 
then claim your body at a morgue. I agree 100% on that. Stop making kids feel guilty for being kids. Yep. My kid did one-tenth of the crap I did right. as her, when I was her age. Exactly. Let's just start normalizing that kids are kids. They sure are. So Jean, her mother, had no choice but to call little John's mother to let her know that Dale wouldn't be able to get him off the bus as they were unable to find her. The family got in touch with all their daughter's friends, hoping it was just an unlikely lapse of judgment, but none of them had seen or heard from her. After a little over two hours of trying to find his daughter at about 8.30 a.m., Dan made the 911 call and reported Dale missing. So what happened to this beautiful 23-year-old human? Let's look at the information that is known. September 24th, 1992, Dale went to see U2 in concert at Williams Bryce Stadium. Oof, that's a bad choice. Really? I don't like U2. Oh. (laughs) She didn't have tickets herself, but a friend asked if she would go with him. And she said, sure. I mean, who doesn't want to see U2 in concert besides Mark? (laughs) I'd be like... Can we trade that in for some, like, B-52 tickets? Or? Well, she didn't pay for them, right? So yeah, it's just I know. Dur- I'm just trying to, because I know what's coming, and so I'm trying to... Right. During the investigation, police were able to find out that the concert ended around 11.15 p.m. After the concert, Dale went to a bar called Jungle Gyms to meet up with friends. I love the name of that bar. <laughs> Jungle Gyms. There's one up in Londonderry, New Hampshire, called the Stumble Inn Diner. Awesome. No, Stumble Inn. Yeah, it's a Stumble Inn. It, it's a... Um, it's a bar. Love like, it. I love that. This area not was- Not diner. I said diner, guys. Sorry. See, I'll leave it in as a screw-up, Charity. Mark's not perfect, people. Yeah, we know Mark. <laughs> <laughs> this area was referred to as Five Points, a place that was always busy with shopping, bars, and restaurants. It was a very popular spot for attendees of USC. It seemed like it was a party hub for college students, and the night of the 23rd going into the early morning of the 24th was no different. I think, did I say the 24th? She went to go see the U2 concert. I I did. I meant the 23rd, the night of the 23rd. Okay. Um, Because the 24th is when they realized she was missing. Further investigation revealed that Dale's friends left the bar at about 1 a.m. The friends told the police that they looked for her before they left. And when they couldn't find her, they assumed she had already had left and had or had called one of her parents for a ride as she had done many times in the past. Like I had said, when interviewing the bouncer. It doesn't make sense to me. Right. I've gone out with my friends to bars numerous times. I know you don't, you, right. and I know where they are. I know that does not something doesn't jive right there. With or me. were they just drunk? You know what I'm saying? Maybe they're all so drunk they just took off and assumed she. she I live left. in buddy system world. If I'm, I go to a bar with a friend, I'm with that. I'm person. the same way. I'm the same just way. The way it is. When interviewing the bouncer at the bar, they were informed that Dale told him she couldn't find her friends and asked if he had seen them. That was about 1:15 a.m. She went back over to the bouncer again. This time it was around 1.30 and told him she was stranded. The last time she was seen was walking by herself on Hardin Street towards the Green and Hardin Street's intersection. The bouncer reported that she looked like she was in a hurry. I'm wondering if someone came up to her in some like or something to scare her into wanting to get home fast. Something happened to have her run in a hurry like that. And of course, in hindsight, the friends in the bouncer were probably now like, oh, my God, I should have made sure she was okay. I should have asked her what was wrong, you know? Something know. doesn't jive here. How did the... All right, let, let's talk re- realisms here. Yep. You're a bouncer at a club. Yep. You're not really paying attention when once people leave that club and how fast they're leaving and where they're going. Right. Something... Too much information sometimes... Is, yeah. Is not a good thing. Yeah. 
What's the deal with this bouncer? Like, that's what I'm curious about. I don't know. At the time of her disappearance, Dale was five feet tall and weighed about 98 pounds. Just a little thing. She had brown hair and brown eyes and was wearing a forest green pullover, jeans, and sneakers. Flyers were passed out all over the area, but since there were so many people out partying that night, no one could recall seeing her. There have been leads here and there throughout the years, but nothing has led to her finding. The police have speculated that she must have been kidnapped that night as she tried to get home quickly by herself. Who knows why she didn't call her parents for a ride from the bar when she couldn't find her friends. I'm thinking, I don't know. Maybe she was really drunk. What time did her friends leave again? Uh, They left the bar about 1 a.m. All right, so this is what's in my head. They left the bar at 1 o'clock. She went up to the bouncer at 1.15. Yes. How big is this bar? How could they not find her? I don't know. In this bar? Were they looking? There's something doesn't add up here. Do you get what I'm saying? I do. Something doesn't add up. Yep. So my thoughts are, like I was saying, maybe she was really drunk and some evil person took advantage of the situation. Or... Maybe someone slipped something into her drink and she became disoriented. Very possible. Maybe she was like passed out for a little while in one of the bathrooms or in a corner somewhere where no one saw her because she'd been roofied or something or not herself. Can we to- stop being douchebags, people? Oh, There's no need for this stuff to happen at bars. Nope. I don't understand this roofing girls and all this stuff. Either somebody wants to be with you or they don't. It's pretty sad if you have to do that to have someone be with you. It's so sick. That's a full to me. reflection on yourself. Yeah. Stop being a douchebag. Yep. On the 30 year anniversary, the Dinwiddie family had this to say. Our family and so think that 30 years have gone by when they're saying this. Our family and friends still hope and pray each day that someone will come forward with information that will lead us to Dale. This is just like heartbreaking to me. It sounds like they've accepted the fact that she's not here anymore. <sighs> if anyone thinks they may have any information, of Dale's whereabouts, even after all these years, Chief Holbrook invites the public to call, text, or sub- submit an anonymous tip online. The tip number is 888-C-R-I-M-E-S-C. So okay, that's 888-CRIME-S-C. A, yep, that's a nice easy one. Or people can log, log on to www.midlandscrimestoppers.com. Or if you have an Apple product, you can download Tips, the Tips app, and that's anonymous as well. Excellent. So I don't know. You never know. Like someone might have been in the area back then and didn't hear the clothing she was wearing and, you know, maybe wasn't from the area but was there partying that night. And if they hear us, it could spark something. I don't know. Oh, 100%. There's been time and time again where people will take out billboards or something like that, although they've gone so much as to like dress up a mannequin yep. and put it on a corner and say, have you seen this person? This is where they're last seen. All it takes is for the right person to see something at the right time Yep, that may spark something in them and say, oh, I know that. I just watched a case the other day because, you know, apparently the only thing that's allowed on my TV is true crime, racing, and wrestling uh, because that's all Kristen watches is, is true crime. And there was this case of this. It was they put this guy a sketch of this dude that says, "Do you recognize me? I killed somebody." And it was up for like a year. One day, some guys driving around the road and said, looked up and he says, "Kind of looks like my friend." Oh my god, really? He's like, so he he said something to his friend. His friend got all weird and clammy about it. His friend called the cops, reported him, and it turned out to be the killer. Um, that's what I'm telling you. That's. That, to me, would be the most amazing 
thing to come out of this podcast. Oh, 100%. You know what I mean? Is to just get words out about people, things that have happened to people. Maybe we can find some of these missing people. It'd be wonderful. So the next missing person we're going to talk about is Asia Degree. She was just nine years old at the time of her disappearance and still hasn't been found to this day. Asia was born on August 5th, 1990 in North Carolina to parents Harold and Aquila. She had a brother named O'Brien that was a year older than her. The family lived in a residential, fairly rural area. Harold and Aquila both worked full-time jobs to support their family, so the kids would often be left um, to let themselves in after Last school. Key kids. Last key kids, right? The children were expected to get right to their homework, and the hope was that it would be done or almost done before the parents came home from work. Harold and Aquila held family to the highest of importance. This didn't just include their own family, but their extended family as well. They attended church regularly and made it known how important education was. The family didn't even own a computer because they wanted to protect the children from the World Wide Web. So they were very protective of their children. They showed their children that they were very hardworking and wanted to make it so that they lived the best lives they possibly could live. And that education was so important in family and love. Very hardworking family, you know. February of 2000, Aisha was in the fourth grade attending Falston Elementary School. The family was closed February 11th, but Aisha's parents still had to work. Not wanting them to be home all day by themselves, Aisha and her brother were sent to stay at their aunt's house that day, which um, I think was almost in the same neighborhood or just like a neighborhood over. Later that evening, Aisha had a basketball game. Her parents remember her being upset about losing because she cried with some of her teammates. They recalled she seemed fine after a little bit. So right after the game, they're little. They were upset that they lost. You know, they tried their best. But as soon as she got into the car, she seemed better. She kind of got it out of her system. All this information was considered when looking back at the days before Aisha went missing to try and understand if something happened. Sunday, February 13th, the kids went to church, then back home. Aisha and her brother shared a room and went to bed at their usual time that night, 8 p.m. Nothing seemed unusual except the power went out due to a car accident in the neighborhood. It came back on at about 12.30 a.m. At that time, Harold checked on his children and they were both sound asleep, unbothered by the electricity going out, then back on. He checked on them again around 2.30 a.m. It's almost like he, I don't know, it's almost like he felt like something was off. Like he had a feeling because he kept checking on them. I don't know. Maybe it's just something he did anyways. But Or in my mind, something that he's saying now to try to make himself not feel as guilty. I don't think so. I put my kids to bed and then I never thought of them again until morning. Yeah. I don't know. He checked on them again around 2.30 a.m. and they were both still sound asleep. Um, I don't know. I, it's, to me, it doesn't. I, well, I know more about it. All right. So I, I don't I don't think he was involved in any way. Oh, I don't think he was involved right. in any way. What I'm saying is Oh, like felt guilt people who feel guilty often say they did more than they did. So oh, they I see what guilty. you're saying. I see what you're saying. Who's gonna check on their kids six times a night? Yeah, I don't know. Not me. I don't know. It wasn't long after Harold last checked that ten year old O'Brien remembered hearing his sister's bed squeak. He didn't bother to see what was going on because it was common to hear each other's bed squeaks when they tossed and turned during the night. I mean, sleeping in the same room, you know, you're going to flip and flop. The bed's going to make a sound. I feel bad for anybody who has to sleep in the same room as me. Why? Are you a flipper? Oh, no. I make lots of noises. <laughs> like snorey noises? No. Oh. Use your mind. Like? Like like Shannon's last name noises. 
Oh, <laughs> you're a, you're a sleep tutor. I think everybody is. Oh, well, how do you know you're such a sleep tutor? Have you had a sleep, a sleep tutor study? <laughs> because I've been told numerous times. That's amazing. Oh, apparently, Aisha wasn't just tossing and turning in her sleep. She was getting up. Instead, she grabbed a bag she had already packed with a few outfits and some other items important to her. The nine-year-old then snuck out of her house to go who knows weird. Isn't, isn't this a weird? This is odd. Right. That's why I said it takes a weird twist. This seems so strange to me. I can understand why they went over every little thing that happened in the days beforehand. Valentine's Day morning. It's just super sad that it's Valentine's Day morning, too. February 14th, Aquila was getting ready to wake the children early because she was going to give them a bath. They couldn't be bathed the night before due to the powder outage. So normally she would do it at nighttime. Instead, said, just go to bed. We have no power. And we'll get up earlier for the baths in the morning. Yeah, something's not jiving to me because... Earlier, they were sound asleep when the power went out and the dad checked on them. No, he checked on when the power came back on. Oh, power came back on. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. I misunderstood that then. The mother of two became frantic when she realized Aisha wasn't in her bed. She searched the entire home and the cars. Aisha was nowhere to be found. She told Harold that she couldn't find their daughter. He called across the street to his mother's house, hoping maybe his daughter had gone to visit her grandmother, but there was no such luck. That's when the couple really began to panic and called the police to report their daughter missing. I couldn't imagine. Nope. The police arrived at about 6.40 a.m. and police dogs were called in to retrieve Aisha's scent. Sounds like the police initially were taking Aisha's disappearance extremely seriously, as they should have. Right? Just a nine-year-old girl. Equila walked through the adjoining neighborhoods calling Aisha's name. Friends and family canceled all their plans to help search for the nine-year-old. Members of their church and the pastor held vigil at their family home as well. So they had uh, uh, everyone came together because they knew how scary of a situation. Oh, yeah. During the prompt investigation, it was discovered that between the time of 345 a.m. and 415 a.m., a truck driver and a person in a car reported seeing the young girl walking along alone on Highway 18 wearing a long sleeved white T-shirt and white pants. The witnesses were quick to report this to the police when they saw Aisha's picture on the news. The person driving the car became worried as soon as he saw Aisha, recounting how strange it was to see such a young girl walking alone alone on the highway. He was so concerned, he turned around and circled three times, then watched Aisha run into the woods. So I'm thinking she got freaked out when she saw the same car come around and he was just trying to help But instead, she's like, oh, my God, I don't know this person and ran off into the woods. The witness also said that there was a horrible rainstorm happening at the time, which added to his concern for the little girl's well-being. On February February 15th, (laughs) in the area where Aisha was seen running into the woods, some candy wrappers were found along with a Mickey Mouse hair bow and a pencil. It was confirmed that all these items were the little girl's. So, like, that was part of the items that she thought of importance to bring with her. Mm-hmm. On the 16th, Equilla noticed that Aisha's favorite outfits were missing. This is when it was realized she had packed a bag and left on her own. After a week of 9,000 hours searching, the search was called off. Sheriff Dan Crawford had this to say at the time. We have never really had the, that first good substantial lead. Sheriff Crawford said he was going, quote-unquote, long-range, Long range, sorry, with the search for Asia at a press conference on February 22nd. 
He said both the FBI and the SBI were involved and Aisha's name was put into the database for missing children. He went on to say, we're following everything. The fact that Aisha ran away was very strange to the authorities as most children who run away are 12 or older. And Aisha was nine at the time. That's a fact I didn't know. It was also strange because the Degree family was loving and by all accounts seemed like a strong family unit with no dysfunction. So why would this little thing run away? Makes me wonder. Maybe in her head she was upset about something. Many kids do this, but don't go far. You know, little Charity packed up her Care Bear mini suitcase. um, And uh, basically all I put in there was stuffed animals um, and took off one house down to my friend's house. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, and that was little me's idea of running away. So I really didn't run away. I would have a lot of candy in my bag. I just knew what time dinner was, so I was right back home. <laughs> you just eat enough teddy bears to make me smile till exactly. 4 o'clock. I'm not I'm going. I'm going to live on my own. Tonight's yeah, right. meatloaf. I can't miss meatloaf. <laughs> Ta- tomorrow's tacos. I'll go again tomorrow. No. I would have been too scared to go towards the highway. Right? Plus, like I said, I didn't want to miss dinner. This is right. You never sounded more serious to me in my life. I know. It makes sense, right? I was probably upset at like about my bedtime or something. I was probably like, if you, if if I have to go to bed at eight thirty, I'm I'm like seven or eight years old. I should be able to go to bed at nine thirty. Being the age that you are now, yeah. Whether it be arguments with your significant other, Mm -hmm. family members, do you ever just look and say? Why are we even fighting? Absolutely. It's the stupidest thing Abs- in the all world. All the time. All the time. Yeah. Yes. Like, kind of like after I told Kristen she should get up and clean something. Like, oh, I was like, oh boy. That was good. Bad time to oh, say that. That's not good. Actually, I'm going to go out there and ask her what she got cleaned while we were recording. You better not. Oh, my I God. Should. Maybe little Asia was thinking something as simple as that. Who knows what goes on in a nine year old's mind? Maybe she thought she would just take off for a few hours or a couple of days, then come back home. Investigators thought maybe she got lost or abducted after foul play. The degrees kept trying to find their little girl. They appeared on the Montel Williams show, America's Most Wanted, and the case was showcased on the Oprah Winfrey show. You can't say they didn't try their best to keep Aisha's name out there. It really makes me sad to think that that little girl thought this was her only way out. Like, what was real? What's I don't going know. on? What in her head? Something, there's something more there. I don't get it. I don't know what was going on in her head. It's so sad to just, you don't run away from a happy, loving family. Exactly. That's what makes me wonder. By all accounts, they seem like they were. I know. So I don't understand. It could have been, get it at all. Could have been someone outside the family that was doing something Very, that they just never found out. Good point. And the family didn't know about it. And she thought this was her only way to Maybe get away. Maybe the little girl did something that she thought the family would Maybe, be mad about. Absolutely. All right. So, yeah, I get some, but it's just so strange. So strange. August 3rd, 2001, Aisha's bag and other items were found wrapped in a plastic bag. She ain't going to do that. Nope. The items were found by a construction worker off Highway 18. Her name and phone number were on the bag, and it was given to the FBI and sent for forensic analysis. I wish we could find out how far this was found from where she was spotted by the trucker. Um, I, I think, let me read on and see. The FBI has never released their findings. I'm hoping they have DNA that will eventually be linked to someone, and in this case, finally be closed, giving the family some sort of peace. Um, I don't think I don't, I don't think I found where they said. I, I think it was fairly close. Enough to link. Because she didn't get far from I don't think she where did. she was spotted that no, first time. No, I don't think she did. 
The degrees have set up a scholarship in Aisha's name and have a walk for her every year. There has also been a computer-generated picture of what Aisha may look like growing up. That I am always that kills me when I see the gener- computer-generated picture. Yep. Oh my god, it, I, I, it makes me sick to my stomach. That when they do find oh them, though, god. sometimes they're surprisingly I know, accurate. I know. In 2003, Aquila interviewed with Jet Magazine, a digital ma- digital magazine with their focus on the African American community. She stated that she felt her daughter's disappearance hadn't gotten as much attention from the media over the years as other missing children's cases since Asia was black. All right. Can I stop you there and mm-hmm. say bull S because she was on the Montel Williams show. She was on the Oprah Winfrey show. Hundreds of kids go missing every single year and they don't rise to that level of getting on that much mainstream media. I think media. she meant like they stopped because they stopped pretty quick. They initially were on it. And then they stop pretty quick because they, they use like 9,000 hours of manpower or something. And they, they pretty much, I think she's she was upset at how quickly she thought they should have continued looking more or investigating more in the initial part. I think everybody thinks right. that. So, but she, um, she had this do to say. Do you know how many hours 9,000 man hours oh, really I is? Do. That's a lot. Yeah. She had this to say. Missing, she also could have continued on herself. Which I Which think I would did. have done devotedly. That would have been my new full-time job. Right. She said, missing white children get more attention. I don't know why. I know if you ask them, they will say it's not racial. Oh, really? I'm not going to. Um, oh, she said, I'm not going to argue because I have common sense. So she's mad. You know what I mean? I don't yep. blame her. She's mad. She's mad. She feels like they got slighted or Asia got slighted because of the color of her skin. And, you know, that that could have been a real thing back then. Who knows? You know what I mean? It still happens today. Yep. We've covered cases like that. Not by me, because to me, I... A person's a person. A person is a person. Well, and so I, we talk about the Gabby Petito case all the time. Yep. And how much media attention it received, you know, because she was this little white pretty girl who was on YouTube and she got all this national, you know, attention. Yeah. And other people just go under the radar. February of 2015, the FBI said... They were going to re-examine Asia's case, re-interviewing witnesses, etc. They also put up a $25,000 reward for anyone with any information that could lead them to whoever was involved in the disappearance. May of 2016, the FBI said they may have gotten a new possible lead. They said Asia may have been seen getting into a dark green 1970s Lincoln Continental or a Ford Thunderbird from the 1970s on Route 18. The wheels were said to be rusty. November of 2020. So this is, I mean, maybe all of the... Seems like they're still investigating to me. Right. So maybe all the circuits and her voicing her opinion did make them look into it more. You know what I mean? So November of 2020, Marcus Mellon, an inmate convicted of child sex crimes, wrote a letter to the Shelby Star saying he knew who murdered Asia and where she could be found. February of 2021, Alan Norman, Cleveland County Sheriff, said that Mellon's claims were false. I wonder if he was trying to get a deal or five yep. minutes of fame. A 100%. I just, oh. It's hard to believe that uh, criminals like the limelight once they've been caught. Of course they do. They, they love it. It's I, sad. It's very sad. Um, I personally want nothing more than for this poor family to know what happened to their sweet little daughter and where she is. So for more information on Aisha's disappearance and efforts to find her, go to fbi.gov backslash Aisha degree. On the 20th anniversary of her disappearance, so she would have been 29 years old. That is just yeah. kills me. Aisha's mother had oh, this. Oh, she'd be 33 right now. 
She was born in 1990. And oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. So she'd be 33 right now. That's right. Aisha's mother had this to say, reported by WCNC. After 20 years, I still believe my daughter is alive. I do not believe she is dead. And I know someone knows something. I'm not crazy enough to think a nine-year-old can disappear into thin air without someone knowing something. I agree with her on that, that someone has to have seen or know something. Somebody knows something. Unfortunately, it's probably the the perpetrator. Right? I don't know. There is still a $45,000 reward for information that might help find her. If anyone has any information whatsoever... Even something you think it means nothing to you, you're urged to call 704-672-6100. And if you go to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, you can view the that age progression photo of what Asia might look like in her 30s. I'm going to continue to dive into some more of these missing persons cold cases because you never know. Someone might listen and think back yeah. to something they may have seen or heard. And the more of these sad stories get out there, the better chances of solving them. But my prayers go to both families. I just, to, to, to wake up every morning and think to yourself, she can't be dead after this many years. She's still alive. Someone's going to say something and we're going to find her. Like that must, and then realize by the end of that day, no. To me, it seems like it's just extended torture. Extended, to- exactly. To- extreme torture. It Nobody wants so to lose a significant other, but the peace of mind of knowing they're not suffering, missing, right. lost, or and what happened- exploited anymore is is power. And what happened to her? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And why did she leave? That's that like I want to know. I want to know that, too. I want to know what was going on in her mind that made her want to leave so bad. Everybody in the Crime Creep group, I want you to sound off on this case. Yes. I want to hear your thoughts on this. This is what we have this community for. Yep. Um, Charity, great case. Hopefully we made a little bit of difference and sparked something in somebody that might help these people be found. I hope so. It's all we can do. That's all right, all. guys, we'll see you on the next one. Bye, guys. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.